Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Michael Lavers, and I am going to guide you through some English listening today. And I'll be talking about food. It's taken me 115 episodes, but I'm finally going to talk about food. And hopefully, my goal today is to make you as hungry as possible by the end of this episode. And let me know what you plan on having afterwards. <laughs> Don't forget, if you want to see what I'm doing in other places, feel free to join my email list. You can find that on levelupenglish.school. Follow me on YouTube at English with Michael. There's many places you can find me, but my main focus these days is the podcast and YouTube. So those are the two places. And I'm also, of course, doing my one-to-one -one lessons. Um, my main website is ewmichael.com. So if you want to join the group lessons, uh, those are really fun. I recommend it. You can even just book a trial with me to chat with me about it and see if it's a good spot, it's a good thing for you. And that's all available at ewmichael.com. Another thing, the transcripts, every time I say it, just in case you're new here, but I do make transcripts as well, which means you can read everything I'm saying while I'm saying it to follow along with these podcasts. And I think it's a good way to practice your reading while you listen as well. But okay, I'll leave it there and I'll get into the topic because I'm sure you're excited. Well, I hope you're excited anyway, because I am. So I'm going to start by explaining and talking about some common British foods. I'm going to describe what food is popular in the UK. I'm then going to maybe talk about some of my favourite foods and recipes and then just some other random things um, and maybe some good vocabulary as well. But first of all, I'm going to talk about British food. Um, British food is famously not that nice, right? That's what people say anyway. And I, I see what they mean. You know, we have a lot of international cuisine here. We have lots of Chinese food and Thai food, Japanese food, Italian food, Indian food. Uh, lots of different foods from all over the world. It's a good place to come if you like to try everything, I would I would say, especially in London. No matter where you're from in the world, I'm sure you can find your home country's food in London. But yeah, I think that England, I'm going to talk about England specifically, England gets its bad reputation with food from the past. So if you look back a hundred years ago or so, the food was very disgusting. It, it wasn't nice. Like, you know, jellied eels, for example, which are, I mean, Google it if you want to. It's just like disgusting eels, seafood in, in jelly. It's horrible. Um, you know, things like blood pudding and lots of weird animal pieces that m most people will find a bit gross today. I would say these days the food is quite nice. It's, you know, maybe very carbohydrate heavy. So there's a lot of bread and flour and chips and potatoes and that kind of stuff. 
it's all similar color, you know, it's all kind of a yellowy, creamy color. Um, but I want to talk about some of it now. So first of all, something that's really common are roast dinners. Another name for this is a Sunday roast. Now roast is, usually it's a verb. Usually roast is a verb. And it, this is where you cook something in the oven for a long time. And it could be meat or vegetables, like roast vegetables, something like that. So we call it a roast as a noun. And usually this is where you would roast some kind of meat along with vegetables like maybe peas, carrots, and sometimes Brussels sprouts, although they are more popular at Christmas. It also comes with nice crispy roast potatoes, which are delicious. And Yorkshire puddings. Yorkshire pudding. I don't know how to describe a Yorkshire pudding, but this is like a common thing. It's like, um, I just had to pause my recording because a, a helicopter, it was an air ambulance, just landed right outside my house. I've never seen that before. So I just had to kind of um, take a video of that. That was really cool. <laughs> never seen a helicopter land so close to me before. But yeah, anyway, a Yorkshire pudding. That's where we were, right? Yorkshire pudding is very simple. It's made with like eggs, flour, milk, water, something like that. And it's like a crispy, soft at the same, it's like crispy and soft at the same time. Um, a little bit kind of like a bready texture and it soaks up all the gravy. So gravy is like the liquid, salty liquid that you put over the roast dinner. Very hard to describe. I'll do my best, but obviously have a look at Google or search for a roast dinner to get a better idea. But this is traditionally had every Sunday in many English households. So if you stay with an English family on a Sunday, they're likely to have a roast dinner. It's really common and it's very good as well. Another one which I'm sure you've heard of is fish and chips. And you'll notice I say it very quickly. I don't say fish and chips, we say un, fish and chips, fish and chips. This is very good, it's a little bit like kind of fast food, you know, it's not something we have all the time. I would say it's quite unhealthy, so it's not like a daily thing, but if I go for like a nice walk by the beach or I'm on holiday, I might have some chips here or some kind of, you know, something that I could have anyway. The chips are really nice. I think the chips are the best bit. But basically you've got chips, which Americans would call fries, but these are chips, yeah. And they're deep fried in oil along with fish, which is cod, are covered in batter. Uh, batter's like um, maybe flour or something that you then submerge in hot oil and it comes out super crispy. And then fish and chips are often served with mushy peas. This is a special kind of pea that is kind of mashed up. And I really like them. I think they're great. Maybe a, a wedge of lemon on top too. So fish and chips, something to try if you come to the UK. Another one we have, which is popular throughout the country, but I'm proud of this one because it comes from Cornwall, where I'm from originally. And this is a pasty, a pasty. So a pasty is kind of like a 
it's like a almost like a pastry thing like it's got a crispy outside and the inside is full of it could be any different you have many flavors and so many ingredients but traditionally it would be meat with uh maybe carrots and potatoes some vegetables like that you get cheese and onion pasties you get vegan pasties there's so many different types and they're really really good it's a little bit like a pie but it's a pie you hold with your hands so it's kind of like a cornish sandwich i suppose a hot sandwich think of it like that and it's really good so i recommend if you're on like a day trip somewhere in the uk go to any bakery and you can probably find a pasty and it's a great thing just to walk around and munch on while you walk while you have a sit by the ocean i recommend pasties they're really good the next one is a full english full english breakfast we often just say a full english full english another word for this is a fry up so i'm having a fry up this morning this kind of food is common in many countries especially in europe but this is like a big big breakfast that we might have on holiday or a special occasion um, or maybe just a nice weekend where it might include mushrooms and eggs and sausages and bacon and fried tomatoes uh, baked beans all these kind of things maybe some toast as well and everything's fried everything's greasy i think most people will have this after a night out so they go out drinking right and they'll have a big fry up in the morning and it is amazing come on how can how can you not like this kind of meal um again you get vegan versions you get different types weatherspoons is a popular restaurant chain in the uk which i once worked at and it was horrible by the way but they do different types of these full english breakfasts as well and they are amazing so i recommend that just to finish off, we can do a dessert now, a dessert. Some of you may have heard of this. I think it's very British and this is a trifle, a trifle. And this is something that I grew up having a lot of these, they're really good. It's kind of like layers of different things. So it often has lots of fruit in it. It has custard and cake and all that kind of stuff. It's very hard to describe, I suppose, but custard and then cake and then fruit and then maybe some cream on the top as well. And then when I was younger, my mum used to put on kind of sprinkles, like sugary sprinkles as well. But if you Google trifle, you'll see what I mean. And they're very beautiful and probably really unhealthy as well, apart from the fruit. But yeah, really good dessert, which again, I recommend trying if you can. But yeah, I'm curious to know what are your guys' favourite foods? You know, if you go to levelupenglish.com slash podcast 115, you can leave a comment at the bottom of the page and let me know what your foods are, what foods you like. A lot of my favourite foods come from abroad. Maybe my favourite food that is a bit more British would just be something simple like a nice soup, maybe like a lentil soup and some bread, some warm bread. Bread and butter, right? It, oh, it's so good, especially on a cold day. That's amazing. 
I think one of my favorite foods I've tried before in northern Thailand, there's this really nice dish called khao soy. And I had this when I was in Thailand a couple years ago. And it is so, so good. Khao soy. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but I don't even know what was in it. It's like noodles and crispy stuff. It, it's really good, really good. But yeah, what I, what I thought I could do now is describe to you my favourite recipe. So if you're anything like me, you've been cooking a bit more during the pandemic. I've been doing a lot more cooking, a lot more time into cooking, I would say, throughout the pandemic. Yeah, maybe mostly for health reasons, too. I want to be healthier. One of the food, one of the meals that I love to make, very healthy, I, I would say, is what I call a sweet potato salad. I kind of found a recipe online, but as I often do, I kind of make it my own. I make it in my own way and I kind of tweak it a little bit to suit me. So I'll try to walk you through the process now and maybe it will be good practice for learning some cooking verbs as well, because there are many of them. So for this salad, first of all, I will get a sweet potato and chop it up into cubes. And then I will maybe bake this or cook this in the air fryer. I have an air fryer, which you can cook things without oil. It's really good. So I cook this for maybe 20 minutes, these cubes of sweet potato in the air fryer. And while that is cooking, I will then prepare the other ingredients. So the next one is tofu. I will cube some tofu and marinate it in soy sauce and also some paprika. So marinate is where you leave something to soak and the tofu will absorb all of the liquid. So I marinate it for a few minutes in soy sauce. Longer would be better, but you know I'm never usually that prepared, so I don't do that. I then cook quinoa, quinoa. Q-U-I-N-O-A. I cook quinoa in a little bit of water and a sprinkle of vegetable stock, just a dash of vegetable stock to give it some flavour, right? So I cook that up on the saucepan, on the hob of the oven. And while I'm doing that, I then prepare the kind of salad part of the dish. So I get some rocket. Rocket is the British, well, I think Americans call it arugula arugula maybe but rocket is kind of like tiny salad salad leaves and I make sure that's clean and I put it in a bowl I chop up some radishes slice some radishes thinly to put on top of the rocket then I will prepare the dressing so for the dressing I get peanut butter, lemon juice, garlic powder, and a little bit of soy sauce, and maybe some more paprika as well. And maybe a little bit of water, because the peanut butter tends to be too thick. So I'll get that in a pot, I'll shake it up into a nice smooth consistency, so it's all consistent and mixed together, basically. There's no lumps. And I'll put that aside so I can drizzle over afterwards. Drizzle is where you kind of pour a liquid over some food, for example. Maybe the final step I will do 
oh, I did actually forget to mention, I also put some peas on it. So usually I will quickly boil some frozen green peas as well. But yeah, the final step is I will put a bit of oil in a pan and I will fry the cubes of tofu in the oil and make sure it's nice and crispy on all the sides, nice and warmed through. And around this time, the sweet potato cubes should be about done, should be soft and crispy all the way through. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but anyway. Then it's just a matter of combining everything. So I put the sweet potato, the tofu, quinoa, peas in with the rocket and radish. Maybe mix it together a little bit, sprinkle, or I should say drizzle, the dressing on top. Dressing is like the liquid that gives salad its flavour. And then if I want to, I might put a sprinkle of nutritional yeast on top, which is like this nice cheesy flavour stuff. And yeah, drizzle we say for liquid, sprinkle we would say for like a powder maybe or something like that. It's uh, quite a few ingredients, but it's quite simple to make and it doesn't take too long and I would say in my estimation that's quite a healthy dish. So I'm going to put the ingredient list um, up on the website if that does sound good to any of you and maybe I'll find the original recipe and I'll post it there as well. But yeah I used to be a very picky eater as a child which means I only ate very specific things I didn't like many things, but now I'm not too bad. I'll eat a lot more things than I used to. So yeah, another good word is something that is acquired taste. So if you say something's an acquired taste, that's like you didn't like it at first. It was hard to like, but after some time you begin to like it. So first of all, guys, can you let me know were you a picky eater or are you a picky eater or will you eat everything? You know, are you picky about it or no? Secondly, what, what do you think is an acquired taste? You know, maybe it's something like olives, right? Many people don't like olives or mushrooms, but over some time they begin to like them. Um, some people use this phrase with alcohol or wine, right? It's an acquired taste. What would you guys say? I'd love to hear your ideas of this too. But okay, I'm gonna leave it there. Leave it there for now. And I hope you haven't been made too hungry. Well, it depends. Maybe you are and that's fine. You can go have some food. But let me know what you do cook. Uh, if you do make some, that'll be cool as well. So to finish off today, I want to share two reviews from uh, Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate them. And then leave you with an uh, inspirational quote from my Instagram page. The first review is from Elias or Elias. And I have to say thank you so much. This person is from Saudi Arabia. And they said, thanks. I am a nine-year-old. You are the best. His accent is so good. Thank you so much. Elias, Elias, hope I'm pronouncing it okay in one of them, but nine years old and listening to my podcast. I've never heard of anyone your age listening. So that's really kind of you. Thank you. That makes me happy. I have another one from Saudi Arabia from 
well, I guess they're, they're called Noon, but they said, Noon is very bad. Michael is the best. <laughs> I don't think you're bad if that is your name. Maybe it's your friend. I don't know. Maybe they are bad. But they said, one of the best podcasts I've heard. Keep going, Michael. Thank you. That's so kind of you. Thank you very much. So really appreciate all the reviews. Thank you, guys. I'm going to see if I can find a quote on my Level Up English Instagram page. Okay, so this quote, I had a discussion in the comments with someone else and we kind of agreed that maybe it's not so relevant for language learning. But this was from Lyndon B. Johnson and he said, you aren't learning anything when you're talking. Maybe for language learning, that's not the case. But I think it's a good quote nonetheless because it reminds us to listen more and talk less. And that's a good way of learning new things. And I know that is kind of ironic coming from someone who has a podcast. But yeah, I'll see if I can remember that one anyway. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this delicious episode today. Hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.